Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. everyone welcome into attacking third i'm sandra Rera, lead nwsl writer for cbs sports joined today as always by my colleague and co-host lisa roman broadcaster and analyst for cbs sports on today's segment we're doing an orlando pride preview so before we take a deep dive into orlando pride make sure you leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform that helps us out so much here at A3. We're also on YouTube, so please subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third. Make sure you get exclusive NWSL content previews, recaps, and interviews right here on Attacking Third. The NWSL season begins March 25th. You can watch games on Paramount Plus, and we are doing a team preview for every single team all 12 clubs you can catch them on our podcast or on youtube make sure you tell your friends tell your family tell your neighbors tell your pets tell everybody tell everybody who you can tell about the 2023 nwsl regular season because it's coming up and we have to chat about all of the teams before march 25th gets here and we're going to chat about orlando pride now let's start with a little bit of an overview for Orlando Pride and get everyone caught up with their offseason. They're going to be led in 2023 by Seb Hines, officially promoted to head coach. This is going to be his first full season with the team. Uh, was named interim head coach uh, last season, June 7th. Um, and then 
fully full-time with the team uh, this November. So going to have beginning, middle, and an end with this Orlando Pride side. They also made some other front office notable hires, Haley Carter as VP of Soccer Operations and General Manager, Jell Barnes, uh, who initially was uh, an interim assistant last year, is going to return as a as a full-time first assistant. And additionally, Paul Crichton, going to be the team's goalkeeper coach. So a uh, lot of additions. Uh, with with any anytime you add a new head coach, uh, comes additional hires, sort of flesh out technical staff and stuff like that. So cool to see a lot of different parts here for Orlando Pride moving forward in 2023. And uh, hopefully it'll help them improve on last year's standing because we left Orlando Pride in 2022 in a 10th place standing on the NWSL table with a 5, 7, and 10 record. So 12 teams, 10th place, safe to say that's the bottom half of the table. We were curious as to what their offseason was going to look like. How were they going to – who were they going to hire, right? That was one of the question marks. Who were they going to hire as head coach? Were they going to promote Seb Hines? They answered that question pretty fairly quickly in their offseason. Uh, but how were they going to navigate something like the first ever free agency period for the league? Uh, how were they going to um, – you know, uh, handle their draft as as they entered the the 2020, 2023 draft with a couple of, of really promising picks. And how were they going to navigate that event? Um, so they did some interesting things, I think, coming out of the draft specifically. I wouldn't say that they were necessarily winners in the free agency period, but this was a team that definitely made some uh, international signings. They went ahead and they targeted their draft to help sort of flesh out uh, their roster looking ahead to 2023. And we gave their overall offseason a solid B. We liked the pieces. We liked the moves that they made and the pieces that they targeted to add on to this team. We wanted to maybe see a little bit more from this team out of free agency, but hey, it's the first, it was the first year for everyone. You can't can't win them all. So we're giving a, a full B for uh Orlando Pride in the off-season grade. But um a big part of that was making sure that they re-signed Martha because this was a player that was listed on free agency could have been one of many players who exercised the right to, to, to play in, uh, in her options of the free agency period, but opted to resign with Orlando pride. And Marta is going to make her return with the pride this season. We've already got to see her uh, play some minutes in she believes cup uh, against the United States, Canada, and Japan uh, immediately contributing to a goal um, with the Binya in one of the matches. Uh, so it's exciting. I think there's a lot of excitement there to see um, this type of legend make her return, not only to the pitch, but uh, to Orlando Pride, because this is a player that has now been with this team for a number of years now. You can really say that uh, this is this city has kind of become her home and where she has sort of chosen to, to sort of close out these final stages uh, of her, her career. Uh, but they also included a, another Brazilian player in, in signing Adriana as well. And they had a very successful draft. Yeah. I think with this Orlando team and the off season grade of a B, it can be a little bit objective um, because of how this goes. And that's why the fact that we landed on a B is, is pretty good for this Orlando side, considering um, the, the 2022 that they had, I think re-signing and getting uh, head coach Seb Hines on board full-time was massive. When, when Hines took over in June of last year, he turned the team around and so much of what he talked about, 
at the end of 2022 was that he wished he had more time with this team. He wished he had more time to mold them, to shape them, to to have them buy into his coaching philosophy. He started to do two-a-days with that team in June when he took over, and he said that it really helped. That's that's what he wanted this team to know and understand. We actually had the pleasure of speaking with him about a month ago, and he talked about how he was really excited to sink his teeth in from preseason, the start of the year with this team. And I think that the initial signing of free agent Marta was massive for this team. Now, that's all that was on paper. But there was a lot of speculation before this, during the free agency period, where Orlando was trading some players around, getting lots of money. They were kind of gobbling up different money from trades and everything like that, that it was speculated that Orlando was going after a free agent in Dabinia out of North Carolina, Brazilian midfielder, to play alongside someone like Amarta in the midfield to really turn this Orlando team around. Now, that did not happen. Orlando did not get Dabinia. Dabinia ended up going to Kansas City. And I think if you take that into account, that might be a bit of a, a failure for this Orlando side because they put so many eggs in that Dabinia basket. However, they bounced back pretty quickly and, and kind of, I don't want to say shook it off by any means, but they didn't say, they didn't show their full cards to say, we wanted a Dabinia. We did not get her. We're upset because they did sign someone like a, uh, an Adriana midfielder, another Brazilian midfielder to play alongside Marta. And you're right, Sandra. They had a draft class that was very impressive for a first time NWSL coach to go through a draft process. They drafted the best defensive prospect in the NWSL draft this year. Emily Madrill, she was out of Florida State University and had an interesting path into the league. She ended up signing with a contract with the NWSL that allowed her to go on loan to play in Sweden last year. So she could then enter the 2023 draft. So this is a player that has experienced not only winning national championships with Florida State University and anchoring a back line, but also already playing professionally. That's a leg up on anyone else in the draft class. Um, I think Emily Madrill is going to be a massive boost for this Orlando Pride roster. And they also ended up getting another defender in Tori Hansen and a forward in Messiah Bright. I think Messiah Bright was very high on both of our draft prospect lists as someone that could go into a team. And um, she's strong. She's physical. She has a nose for goal and can score in a variety of ways. And really, that's what Orlando needs at this point, because the way that their roster is kind of built up and, and we're going to get into it, uh, they needed to bulk up on both ends of the pitch defensively and in the attacking end. Um, and I think with Marta Adriana, that that'll definitely help them on the offensive side of things. And then you add in a Messiah Bright. And then across the back line, Emily Madrill is one that I expect to slot right in at the start of the season. No, I'm with you. I think, I think watching this team uh, make the selections that they made in the draft sort of pivoted our, our off-season grade because we weren't too sure um, where we were going to maybe rank them uh, after coming out of that free agency uh, period. But I liked the pieces that they uh, rolled with coming out of the draft. That was when they targeted one of the positions that, that we 
said that they needed to specifically target, which was they needed some extra help uh, and depth on that back line. And not only did they go out and get probably the highest rated defender in Madrill out of this draft, but Tori Hinton ended up slipping a little bit into, I believe, the second round. They uh, were able to draft uh, her as well. So I think knowing now, uh, as we're doing this preview ahead of the regular season, if we're looking at and comparing some of the additions that they made for their roster and comparing that to some of the losses, uh, the players that are no longer going to be part of this team, we're talking about retirements, essentially players who have departed the club, whether it was Darian Jenkins announcing her retirement, uh, Gunny Yon's daughter, uh, Aaron McLeod, uh, uh, Tony Presley announced uh, her retirement uh, as well. So there's a couple defensive uh, pieces there, um, along with trading someone like a Courtney Peterson to Houston and no longer having uh, Carrie Lawrence as an option mm -hmm. uh, on the back line, who's out with an, uh, indefinitely with a knee injury. So I think sort of looking and comparing the fact that you're going to have a couple defensive pieces that you lost uh, in this offseason and sort of taking a look at the draft and the players in front of them that maybe just maybe these are some players who are going to get some extended time with Orlando this season, but they're not the only ones. We still have to break down the roster by position, take a look at some other players who are part are going to be part of this regular season for Orlando pride. And uh, we're going to break that down after a, a quick break. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, Chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's chat a little bit about uh, Orlando Pride's preseason roster by position. We're always excited to take a look at some of the names in preseason because there's always so many names uh, to go through and take a look at. Uh, we saw four goalkeepers listed for this team, Kaylee Collins, McKinley Crone, Anna Morehouse, and Carly Nelson. Um, still trying to iron things out there in terms of who they're going to roll with uh, going uh, in, in net with, uh, with 2023, starting right around the corner. Nine defenders, uh, Carrie Bello, Kaylin Cosme, Tori Hansen, Cecilia. Uh, Carrie Lawrence was listed, uh, Emily Madrill, uh, Haley McCutcherson, Megan Montefusco, and Kylie Strom. Uh, midfielders, maybe a little a bit of an area that we need to pay attention to because for preseason, they listed a whopping five midfielders. Uh, Nicole Baskster was uh, brought in as a non-roster invitee. Uh, Michaela Clough, Jordan Lishro, uh, Thais Urheis, and Viviana Villacorta are also included amongst the five 
midfielders, and 10 forwards. So maybe we're going to see something shift around here for Orlando because that's a double-digit forwards. That's a that's a lot to, to have competing for a place in the top line. Messiah Bright, uh, someone who they selected out of the draft. Uh, Haley Bujeya, and then they've got Julie Doyle, Adriana uh, Leal Del Silva, Leah Pruitt, Kristen Scott, Erica Timrick. We've got Marta, and we've got Ellie Watt and Summer Yates, another one of those draft picks for Orlando Pride. When we're sort of taking a look at everything in front of us here, you know, players that stand out as maybe, you know, ones that we'll see in, in an ideal starting 11 for the Pride this season. Yeah, I think one of the biggest question marks comes at, in the goalkeeper position for this team, losing someone like an Aaron McLeod, who was a namestay. Um, Anna Morehouse got time last year um, with this this Orlando team, so that could be somewhere where you slot in. But I think you have to look at the forwards because 10 forwards listed on this roster, where are they going to slot in? How is that going to work out? I think someone I'm circling in this roster list is a player like Allie Watt. This is a forward that came to Orlando last year from OL Reign and her first game, she ends up scoring a goal. So it was like, great. We're on to... We're off on the right foot. We're on to a great start with Allie Watt. And then as the season goes on, it was almost like she got sucked into the Orlando vortex of struggle bus in, in terms of just not being able to be consistent enough. And, and that's something that Orlando really struggled with last year. I mean, they had a lot of changes, a, a lot of uh, mishaps in the front office that causes them to lose not only their head coach, but an assistant coach as well. Um, having a lot of players be unhappy on the pitch and that doesn't translate well. And we saw that a lot last year. And then you get a new interim coach coming in at the end of things, not necessarily shaking things up completely, but also trying to change things. You can get back on the winning ways and and back to do the correct things at the end of the year to play spoiler if you're not going to push for the playoffs because you're not going to make it. Um, but I think defensively there, there has to be a little bit of question marks coming in with this team because of the injuries and, and the trades that happened and who they lost, right? It, you lose someone like a Courtney Peterson gets traded to Houston. Tony Presley retires and now Carrie Lawrence is out. Those are three players that saw consistent time yeah. last year. And now that you've lost your goalkeeper as well, your starting goalkeeper from last year. How do you, uh, establish some consistency and and leadership across that back line who's stepping up and who's going to take that role and, and really grab it by the scruff and say this is my team this is my defensive organization and structure I I don't know if an Emily Madrill can do that but I think that she's going to be a really important part of this back line moving forward I think those are probably some of the biggest questions that I have about this roster what are we going to see in goal um, and then who can play and contribute up top. And I'm looking at someone like an Allie Watt in that front line. I think when we're looking at the roster in front of us, I think one of the things that Orlando has going for them as a franchise is, you know, this is, this is a club that has, it's felt like they've, they've been in a rebuild year for the last five years. Um, yeah. And I think when you are a player competing in that kind of environment, I think there's a real opportunity to say, actually, I can come in here by first starting spot and never give it back. Yep. You know, so I, I'm looking at, at players, young players specifically, you know, to try to 
get in there and sort of have that attitude and sort of, you know, make things interesting in, in trainings. Um, so it's no surprise that we're going to go with, with somebody like Emily Madrill as our young prospect for Orlando Pride to kind of, you know, go into preseason, come out of preseason, head into regular season with Orlando and get ready to make an impact. I think that's one of the other things when we're talking about um, the off seasons and how teams targeted their draft selections. Um, yes, you have a lot of players that can come in with potential high ceilings and considered uh, top rated talent. Right. But very rarely um, do you get a wide number of players who are considered um, NWSL ready kind of mm -hmm. talent. And I think that number narrows even more when you're um, talking to different clubs and their staffs about navigating the drafts. The idea of, of saying, hey, we want to target some of the top talent in the first round, that window narrows, that pool of player narrows even more when you specify it to who's going to be NWSL ready. You're talking maybe one to two possibly three players within uh, the draft who are going to come in and be NWSL ready, right? Because we hear so often about how the transition from college to the professional league takes some time and it's, it's difficult for some players to come in and make that immediate impact off, uh, off the, uh, off the roster. So we've seen in the past players like Atirna Davidson, Go number one. We've seen Sophia Smith, right? We see what what that means when we're looking at players who are going to come in here and and make the that kind of impact for their teams. And Emily Madrill was a lot of the narrative around her coming into and out of the draft was that she was the most NWSL ready defender out of uh, the defenders amongst uh, the draftees. So we're, we're looking for, for Emily Jill to sort of go in there, make an impact. It was great to chat with her on attacking third about some of her goals and how she wants to navigate uh, her, her professional career moving forward. And, you know, I won't, I won't be surprised if, if there's a, a, a starting 11 that, that features yeah. an Emily Madrill. um, you know, in that starting back line, which is what you, what you want. I mean, we've seen Megan Montefusco kind of hold things down in one of those center back positions and other rotations around her. So it would be really great for this team to kind of solidify a center back duo. And maybe this could be the start for them. I think that's a great point. Megan Montefusco with an Emily Madrill in the center back. Like that sounds great to me. I want to see it. I want to see how that works out, but you're exactly right. There has been, it's a revolving door of that center back position um, next to Montefusco and, and kind of who can step in there and, and be that player. I'm excited to watch Emily Madrill this year uh, go off and, and be our young prospect. But on this roster, although there are a lot of younger names, maybe some newer names coming in, this is another rebuild year for an Orlando Pride team that has been on this rebuild, as you, as you mentioned, for five years, four years. They're trying to kind of gain traction with that. And I think one thing that this Orlando Pride team can do to gain that traction in their rebuild and, and continue to get better is lean on their veterans and one of their veterans that re-signed this year early in December with a two-year contract under Seb Hines um, with Orlando is a player like Erica Timrak. Um, this is a forward 
that definitely plays in the midfield for Orlando, and she can solidify a lot of things. She's a veteran in the league. She's been playing in in this league since 2013, so she knows what is expected of her, what is expected of the league, what is expected of the team. And she's been with Orlando since 2021 after she Utah Royals uh, was no longer a team. This is a player in Tim Rack that I'm hoping can lead the way for this Orlando Pride team. I think if we see her in the midfield alongside someone like uh, Viviana Corta, that's coming back from injury that she suffered late in last year. That's a duo that I am, I'm really excited to see throw in a Michaela Clough in there, Jordan Listro that we saw last year. Erica Timrak is the player that can be the most consistent on this roster that can really tie together everything that was started at the end of 2022 under Seb Hines and take those steps and be that building player that continues to go with this team and make them one of the best. But she's got to put it all on her back, a player like Tim Rack. I'm with you 100%. I think when we're looking at this roster, it would have been easy to take a look at someone like Martha and say, this is the player that this team, especially younger players are going to draw off of and sort of feed off of their energy and look to as an example for someone who has been around as long as Martha has. But I'm, I'm absolutely with you. And I love that we narrowed it down to someone like an Erica Timrak, uh, because like you said, you, you, Talked a little bit about her career already. She's someone who has played in this league since 2013. But the fact that this player came out of retirement, essentially, to make a return to play in the NWSL, I think also speaks uh, a lot to, to who Tim Rack is uh, as a, not just a person, but as, as a, as a player. So to kind of go from, a former Kansas City franchise that went through some some troubled times despite winning multiple championships, ended up folding, going to Utah Royals and tried to build something with the franchise out there. That team also going through a transition and ended up, you know, coming out of, of, of that was, was Kansas City current. And she retired in, in the beginning of, of 2020, you know, at that point have already made like over a hundred appearances uh, in NWSL. So her, her making the return to NWSL, I thought was, was very unique and very special um, because the pride essentially acquired her rights as part of, of a bigger trade. So you're wondering like, what, what is, what is that going to mean? Um, you know, what are the conversations like, with a player to convince them, right. To come out of retirement and come back and, and play for a franchise that we've been talking about. So we has sort of hit this reset button time and time again. Right. So I think that this is, um, this is a player that we're going to see this team rely upon a lot. I think they've done it. I think they've done that already a little bit. I mean, Timrick is a player who has put in shifts for this team in the midfield when, people were looking at Orlando and saying, where is your midfield? Yeah. Where is Eric Timrak? <laughs> right. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to, to see um, 
you know, the type of responsibility that Sepine is going to task her with moving forward. Um, I'm also curious to see if this is a player that they're going to look to and and hand off the captain's armband to. I mean, who who's going to be the captain, right, moving yeah. forward for this Orlando Pride team after we saw that armband kind of get passed around between, you know, I think it was Jan's daughter and I think it was uh, McLeod as well. I think we've seen Marta wear it at times. But, you know, you want to have that go to someone who's going to be consistent and be part of those starting. 11s week in week out someone that uh, players can look to um you know as the pointer and the yeller and the director of things so we're looking at tim rack uh, as sort of someone who's going to fulfill that role for this team moving forward and you know what because it's a world cup year i think it makes sense that we go with someone like tim rack because somebody Great. like Martha is probably going to be gone with brazil for the upcoming World Cup, but it's not just Marta. They could also lose somebody like Adriana. We just saw this player alongside Marta in She Believes Cup as well. If player, if uh, fans out there aren't too familiar with her play, you can go back and maybe take a look at some of those three uh, She Believes Cup matches. Um, but a couple players here that they're going to be missing in light of a World Cup. Um, all the more reason, I think, that we take a look at Tim Rack and say, hey, they might rely on this player. So to wrap things up here, let's maybe take a look at uh, a couple things. We want to ask the biggest burning question for Orlando Pride, and we want to make a projected finish prediction. But when it comes to the biggest burning question for Orlando Pride, we went back and forth a little bit on this. Yeah, this was a hard one. Yeah, we, we do the content planning for these episodes, right? And we have these conversations and we're just like, geez, like what, what is it going to be for Orlando this year? Because you take a look at what they went through in, in 2022, ending out their season in 10th place. You take in, into consideration the offseason that they had. And some of this, though, when we were contemplating this is repetitious. It just sort of feels like Orlando has set themselves up for that rebuild year repeatedly for like almost we said five years jokingly it's like groundhog day it's like groundhog day so let's say maybe somewhere between like four to three years maybe not five years like you know they, <laughs> they did make the playoffs. we're exaggerating we were exaggerating oh, yeah, a little bit. We, like to have fun here. we like to have fun so they made the playoffs under sermani in, in yeah. 2017 yeah. right they eventually introduced mark skinner they also did not have you know uh, they also had consecutive bottom table, uh, second half of the table type of finishes. Then you have Mark Skinner depart back to England, coaching in WSL now. What, what's going to happen for this team moving forward? And within these windows of time, there are like these brief stretches of success for the Pride. We saw under Skinner, they went on like a seven-game undefeated to start yeah. their regular season. And then... Obviously, his departure came, and then they just sort of ended up. They just sort of fizzled out down the stretch, and then yeah, that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna enter our our, our actual rebuilding era once more. It's not gonna be with Skinner. It's gonna be with Amanda Cromwell, and then that all happened. You can go back and check the episodes when we talked all yeah. about it. Look it up on a three. So then it's fired halfway through the season. Halfway through the season, and you've got you've got Seb Hines now. So there's a lot of context here when, that we have in front of us when we're talking about biggest burning question. So we want to know from Orlando Pride, will this season actually be the first block 
in an official rebuild for this franchise? It has to be that question because they've been looking up the mountain at a rebuild for years. Can they start to build? Can they start to take those steps? And I think what we highlighted earlier in this conversation with our young prospect and defender Emily Madrill out of FSU and the veteran uh, forward midfielder Erica Timrak, it starts with those pieces. Um, can they be the ones to to put down this first foundation layer with what Seb Hines is giving them as a team and as a roster, as a club, and start that rebuild. It has they this team has to put on their horse blinders. They have to block out the noise, block out anything we say here on this show, block out what the haters say, block out what their fans say to some extent, put their head down and work this year and and make sure that they are starting something new with this new generation and this new wave of Orlando Pride that they have with them. I think I mean we talked about it at the top of this conversation about Orlando Pride. They they've also got Haley Carter in their front Front office. This is a player, or a former player that is now into the administrative role in the NWSL. And I think that's also going to kind of turn the tide a little bit for this team and help them put down that first block for this official rebuild. And it does, it starts at both ends, right? Whether you're a, a draftee coming in to make a name like you're like Emily Madrill, or you're the general manager of a team in Haley Carter. And I think that the entire club is getting on the same page about what they want to be as a club, as a team, and what they want to do this year. Put their horse blinders on, and and it starts day one, March 25th. Can this be the start of a new leaf for Orlando Pride? We love to have jokes. You know, we love to have fun here on A3. So maybe we transition this to the projected finish because we sort of feel like we're presenting that biggest question and we're bringing the hype and we're bringing the energy and we want to buy into yeah. this as I the do. I do want to buy into the rebuild. A3 wants to buy into the rebuild, which but, is which breaks my heart that we have to talk about this projected finish because we still have Orlando Pride finishing within either the final bottom three or final three uh, of the 2023 season. Um, that's not to say that there's still not going to be things to buy into in terms of a rebuild for this team. I think we've talked a lot about uh, individual pieces mm -hmm. and things to get excited about. And I think even within a rebuild year, even within a potential bottom half, possibly bottom table, like last of the table kind of finish, there are things to highlight and get excited about. I'm excited to see Seb Hines get a full season in front of him. Totally. This totally. team, especially after chatting with him and talking about the biggest thing that he wanted out of 2022 was more time with that roster, that they wanted to target players and re-sign them from that 2022 roster and make sure that they were back in 2023 to work with them. So there are things I think to get excited about. They're going to see the return of Marta and extended minutes. They're going to see the return of Viviana Villacorta. This is one of those draft pieces that they selected to try to build a young core in this team. And they should still be excited about this player. And she was on such a high before she got that injury. She was yep. getting so many consistent minutes. She yep. was a crucial, crucial part of this Orlando midfield. And, oh, God, heartbreaking. I remember that yeah. game where she went down with that ankle injury and she just looked devastated on the sidelines. Oh God, I, that was so sad to see. So that's a player I agree. I'm, I want to get back on this roster. Imagine Via Corta in the midfield with a Marta. Yeah. Like, yes. Orlando has all the pieces. They've got to put it together, but I just, 
I agree. I don't know. I think that this could still be a bottom table team, but that doesn't mean they haven't taken their first step in the rebuild. It doesn't mean that they didn't put down the foundation about what this team and this club could be in the next several years if they finish at the bottom of the table still. We're going to get to see sophomore seasons for Michaela Clough. Uh, and we're also going to, not only for Sepp Hines to get a full season, but we're going to get to see, hopefully, a full season of Ellie Watt with this team. Yes. So let's let's see. Let's present the question of whether or not There's this a lot to be excited and hopeful about with this team. We're going to keep it. We're going to present that question. We're going to make sure and see and ask of Orlando if this is going to be the season where we see this first official block in a rebuild and try to compare that with how they finish in the in the regular season. Stay tuned. We'll have to see. We want to see Orlando Pride finally take that, that first step officially. Uh, but that's going to be a wrap for the Pride uh, on this one, at, on Attacking Third. Thank you all so much for joining along and listening to our previews. Make sure you download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you can watch us too so please subscribe to us on youtube so that you get alerts whenever we do go live at youtube.com slash attack third we'll be back with more team by team previews for the 2023 season it kicks off on march 25th on paramount plus for sandra and lisa roman this was attack third